All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about CCGs versus everything else, right? I guess it's CCGs yeah. and LCGs. Those are very, very similar. Just it's different in the marketing and the kind of the model of distribution. Yes, but you know, very similar otherwise. Uh, let's talk about what you've learned as far as what are the differences. Like before we got talking uh, on the show, uh, we were talking about how it's just different. There's just different things you have to yeah. be aware of, and how you know advice so about board games does not does not equal good advice about LCGs no. or CCGs. No. And so, tell me about some of the things you've been learning. So uh, one of the biggest defeats I had early on in the process was when I saw an amazing uh, video about Kickstarter. And one of its rules was never kickstart a collectible card game. Yeah. And I was like, that's garbage. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to kickstart it anyways. No, do not kickstart a collectible <laughs> card game. <laughs> that's just, let's put, reason, put that in stone, huh? Yes. Yeah. The reason behind it is the philosophy behind Kickstarter is very different than the philosophy of a collectible card game. What is the goal of Kickstarter? It's to raise enough funding to start your project, right? Uh, the whole entire thing about a collectible card game is it's a hobby game. I want to come in, invest time, and invest money on small increments over a long period of time. I don't want you to start my hobby for me. I want the hobby to be accessible and for me to already invest time into, right? Yeah. When you're going to start a hobby, you want to be able to obsess about it in your given free time however you want, right? So Kickstarter dooms collectible card games because the anticipation waiting for it to launch, if that's a year, you're going to lose everyone who kickstarted the project. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to tell them it's another year until the next set. No, they're not going to want that. So you got to find another way to fund your project. You can use Kickstarter to accelerate a particular part of your campaign. And I haven't done that yet. I'm thinking about it, but I will not do it to fund the actual core game itself. I might do it to do some sort of accessory like models or mats or something like that, but not the core game. That needs to be funded, I would say, more traditional route. Uh, yeah, and just so, real quick, you can see kind of the magic model. They release, what, two sets a year? Is that right? Uh, no, they're at like four sets a year. Okay, but so, wow. That's, that's, they have a lot more money. Well, that's what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is like they are constantly releasing new content yes. to keep that audience yeah. engaged. And, yes. and uh, like we can learn a lot from them. I think they know what they're yeah. doing. It seems that they've yeah. done the research. And so like oh, they, yeah. they prove kind of what the yeah. model needs to look like. I, I like to explain to people that a re releasing a board game or any of those other games, it's like releasing a movie. Yeah. You put in a lot of money into the anticipation, the drive, the excitement. Then they get it, they play it, they enjoy it. Some people turn it into a hobby, but some people play it 10, 15 times, never touch it again. Whatever their prerogative, the whole entire goal was to get the game into their hand. CCGs and other hobby games are much more like TV shows. Yeah. I want your time investment on a weekly, regular base, uh, basis into this hobby. So you cannot follow the same models that work for regular board games. It just doesn't make any sense. So uh, we were talking earlier about conventions. Conventions don't work for collectible card games per se because uh, a lot of these conventions are more generic around board games. Or people's hobbies when they come to a board game convention is board gaming. Not a particular board game, but a lot of board games, right? If you want to go to a convention that's geared around a particular hobby game, you will find that a lot of times those conventions are, this is a magic convention, or this is a you know a model train convention or something like that. It's around that one hobby because there's so much content in that one hobby that they can create a convention around it itself. It's the difference between going to a Star Trek convention and going to Fan Expo or Comic-Con, right? Very, very different things. Yeah. 
so yeah, the model does not work for CCGs. So anyone out there who's trying to make a CCG, it is hard, and you will find that there's not a lot of information that will work for it. Yeah. Now let's talk about some of the differences you've learned between CCG and LCG. Uh, so. And let's actually let's let's explain what those yeah. two things are first. So a collectible card game. Um, I guess my biggest thing in it is the randomization in the booster packs and the excitement of the treasure chest aspect of it. So I haven't played a lot of, I've played a lot of LCGs, but I haven't played to the point where I bought a lot of expansions. I think Ascension's the only one I did. And uh, when it comes to an LCG, when you buy the initial pack, you know everything that's coming in there. There's no yeah. surprises. You know every single card, the quantities of every single card, the packaging of it, everything is identical from one copy to the next. When you buy the expansion, everything is identical from one copy to the next. It works more like um, buying chapters in a novel, yeah. right? Like you bought the first book, great. You're buying the second book, great. Uh, that's more the LCG model. Where a CCG model, it's a lot more of uh, the one of the biggest excitements in it is opening that booster pack. Yeah. What am opening I going to get today? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other part about it, so... You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but the lore that goes into a CCG or any of those hobby games are part of the reason that drives it. Hmm. There's some aspect about the game that you can obsess about for a long period of time. Uh, LCGs, I played Ascension, I played Dominion. Uh, the gaming kind of stopped the moment we packed everything up. Mm -hmm. I didn't spend a lot of time. I may have thought about strategy every now and then, but it kind of stopped the moment the game was packed up. Yeah, uh, I think it could be partly partly the game. And first of all, LCG stands for living card game. So it's a game yes. that it lives in that you're going to add more to it, but you, you already know what you're going to get. When you buy that expansion, you know all the cards. But like a, a game like Ashes or something like that, I feel like it has a little bit more because it is more like mm -hmm. a CCG, it just kind of with the LCG model. And so I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, they're they're thinking all the time about the strategy. And, and I yeah. think the art okay. for that one really That's helps. Awesome. But a game like Dominion, which, you're which has a very <laughs> LCG feel to it, yeah, you're, yeah, it's basically a board game with an LCG model, right? Yeah. Whereas Ashes is... Is an LCG with almost a CCG kind of feel to it, and so I think it just okay. kind of depends on the the game. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, that's great to hear, and I would love to see more games spend more time investing into things beyond the game itself. Yeah. Right? Give us a world and ecosystem beyond it. Yeah. Now, I know why a lot of games don't do that because that's a huge time investment oh, to put into. Uh, and a are lot you, of people. Are you aware of Legend of the Five Rings? You ever seen that I've game? I've seen it a lot. Yeah. I haven't actually played it yet. Okay, I haven't ever played it. I mean, it's, it's out of print as far as I know. But yeah. Well, the new version, Final, Fan uh, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Flight brought back. But the original okay. version was a CCG back in the CCG, yes. CCG heyday. And what was yeah. so cool about it is the tournament play determined the lore. It, the tournament yes. play determined the new cards that were going to come out and like yeah. how the different factions worked. And, and there was like one uh, part of the story where there was this one character that came out of this one faction and he betrayed his faction. And so, and, mm -hmm. and so in like the next set, he showed up in a different faction. It's the same character, <laughs> but he's in a different faction, did different things. Yeah. And so, but it was all determined by like who won at the tournaments and what the ratios were and all that stuff. Yes. And it was so cool because that's what got people yeah. in. Like they were so involved yeah. in the story and the lore. And I feel like with the CCG, yeah you can kind of do that more than yeah. you can with other games that uh, that's amazing and yeah that's that's a big thing about it right like ccgs constantly bring out new versions new patches basically you get to update the game you get to fix things that were wrong or yeah. change the story arc uh i think that's awesome and i love games that do that mm -hmm. i really do 
Yeah, very cool. All yeah. right, so what are some of the differences you've seen as far as advice, uh, some more differences, between CCGs and, and normal, you know, regular old board games, and we're talking mm-hmm. marketing or distribution or <laughs> any of that stuff? Okay, so another big thing I'd like to say is um, you need to look at CCGs not like um, uh, like a lot of board games. You can make it and you can hand it off to a company and they'll take it and they'll go with it, right? You yeah. can work with a publisher. It's really, really hard to do that with a CCG. Uh, not So I say that even though I haven't tried this is a little bit more hypothetical. Uh, the reason I say it is because you need to look at the fact that your CCG will never, ever, ever be able to beat Magic. Right. No matter how long you go. Right. And not just Magic. Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, even the new Dragon Ball game that came out, or uh, any of those games that are on those shelves, you won't be able to beat those games. The best you can do is be different. Yeah. Right? And at that point, you can. the only thing you can say to yourself is, my game can never beat those games, but my company can disrupt that company yeah this is the whole entire startup movement of the 2000s right uh, it's the reason why a small company like um instagram when they first launched was a nothing and now it's a billion dollar company right like the reason those things can happen is because companies can disrupt companies but products cannot defeat other products a small product cannot be a big product so as a in the CCG space, a lot of my strategy and the reason why I'm not selling in the US yet and the reason why I'm only selling to stores where I can drive to is because the model of mass distribution doesn't work at a small scale. A lot of those distributors are going to say, I want a quantity of X number. Well, I can't print X number. Uh, I want you to have this many stores who are selling the game. Well, stores aren't going to sell the game unless there's a community there, and communities aren't going to form unless there's a community there. So it's a catch-22. So the only way for you to build a community at the store is if you are the trend center. You are the one who's going to that store every single week, sitting there by yourself, and saying, hey, you want to come try this game out? Hey, you want to try this game out? And one in every 10,000 people is going to say, yeah, this is a really cool game. I want to be part of it. It takes a while. And right now, we're currently in three shops, and we have a couple of other shops that are interested, and we're pushing to grow. But you need communities to build communities. And that's the thing that I'm really grateful for. We have a strong community, and that's why other stores are interested. Because they see our community, and they're like, we want a slice of that pie. Uh, this doesn't work for board games. or It can, but it's not the model you want to go with. It's not where you want to invest a lot of your time. So a big thing I had to do is think about how is my company going to be different than Wizards of the Coast. And I spent a lot of time talking to shops, hearing the things they love about Wizards, things they don't like, and leaning on what are my skills? How can I make these stores happy? And one of the great advice I got was as a small startup, do the one thing those big companies can't do. Do the things that don't scale yeah. and do that over and over again because that's how you're going to get some growth. So I spent a lot of time um, like going to the shops and just sitting there. And you can't do that when you're in a hundred different shops because you can't be a hundred places at once. Right. But I can be at one place at one time. So Mondays I'm at one store. Tuesdays, I'm at another store. Wednesdays, I'm at another store. And this is my plan. Every single day, I'm going to be at a different store, building those communities. Once the community is thriving, I let go of that store, let it do its own thing, and go start on another store. Right? Uh, so that's another big thing that I think is really different uh, between the games. The other part is when you talk about marketing, 
Uh, meeting players is really, really hard. Uh, so a lot of players who play Magic, and this is nothing to say against Magic. I think it's a brilliant game. I will, to the end of my days, say that it's probably one of the coolest games I've ever played. If it wasn't for Magic, I would not be where I am in life. Yep. It is the beginning of most people's stories. Uh, so I love the game to death. But um, one of the things I find is that people who play Magic are insanely loyal. And kudos to them. Kudos to Magic for doing that. The game is one of those games that's worth being loyal to. But because of that, they won't come try my game out. Right. So how do you find people who are at that exact moment where they aren't playing a CCG, are interested in playing a CCG, and are interested in trying a game that doesn't have a huge community? Those people are really, really, really hard to find. Yeah. So uh, the marketing has to be different. The way you approach people have to be different. I spent a lot of time invested in to single stores, single people, compared to large populations. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the really, really big things that are different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with this stuff, you got to be in it for the long haul. It's yeah. not going to be, I'm yeah. a, I make a game and then I'm yeah. working on another game. Like, no, you have to like really invest <laughs> no. yeah. yourself, like your whole self yeah. into this to, to make it work. Oh man. I have a list of games that uh, every time I have a game idea and I'm telling it to my wife and she's like, just write it down. You'll get to it another day. <laughs> That's right. Today's not the day. <laughs> no. yeah. We'll come back to that later. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Uh, again, I really appreciate uh, yeah. you coming on the show. This has been really interesting. Uh, this is not something yeah. I, I've talked to other people about. I mean, this is yeah. there's a lot of people who are into CCGs, and I've I've seen yeah. a lot of people online who like want to make them. And like you said, yeah. though, there's not a lot of good advice out there. And so yeah. hopefully, this can can kind of help I, shed some light. Another on another thing that I want to say that was yeah. a little different for me was um, when I took the game to my first convention, I started selling, and it did okay. Um, I actually two weeks later went to my employers and quit. And started work on this full time. Wow. So I went from having a fairly decent salary to having nothing. And I still haven't paid myself. And I think it's been almost a year. Uh, this is a startup life. It's yep. not a hobby thing. You can't just make a CCG on the side. It has to be your startup. It's a product you're delivering. So uh, don't take it lightheartedly. I've seen a lot of people reach out to me and be like, hey, you're doing this kudos uh can you give me some advice i'm like are you willing to quit your job <laughs> like it's really really hard so um i if anyone's interested in talking and getting some opinions they can reach out to me uh 100 i have no problems with that but yeah it's it's a new lifestyle yeah for sure now where's the best place to find you um, so you can go through the Genesis Facebook page. I'm the one who's answering all that. Um, or if you go to the hauntedcastlegaming.com website, you can find my uh, email address up there. Very cool. Well, man, I hope it go. I hope it works out for you. I hope you're able to just kind of keep building those communities and, and for the the game to kind of take hold and, and scale. And you find more more and more players. And uh, yeah, I, good luck, man. It's it's <laughs> such a difficult thing. I really hope it works out. But good luck with that, and uh, good luck with everything you. else you got going on. If anything, I'll come back later as a corpse to tell everyone <laughs> my lessons learned. Right. Well, you and I both will be case studies one way or the other, right? Yes, Either success exactly. or failure, either way. But uh, yeah, well, cool, yeah. man. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you.